0: Please do not let the worry of COVID-19 cause delay in seeking out treatment if you are experiencing a heart attack or stroke. Every minute treatment is delayed can be fatal. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the Future of Health on Dash Radio during this coronavirus pandemic. We're lucky to have many experts around our COVID-19 topic and many guest hosts. Remember to visit coronavirus.providence.org for more information.
1: Hello and welcome to our next Providence Facebook Live and LinkedIn Live discussion. I am your host, Dr. James Simmons, founder of Ask the NP, where you ask everything you're too scared to ask your MD. Just as a reminder, the information provided during this event is for educational purposes only. If you got any questions regarding medical conditions or treatment plans, we're gonna talk about that stuff, please consult your physician or primary care provider. Participating in this event with these clinicians does not create a physician-patient relationship. Let's get started. And, uh Doc Rob, hi, hello, happy new year.
0: Oh, Dr. James, it is always a pleasure to be with you. Happy new year, it's 2021.
1: It's, it's 2021 and it's already kind of shaping up to be a wild 2021. <laughs> We just, we just—that yeah. is the whole, the whole topic of this conversation. And I'm going to bring everyone in who's watching right now. First of all, thank you again so much for watching. Now that the official stuff's out of the way, uh, we're going to talk about how not to bring 2020 in with us. That's the gist of the conversation up here. But those of you who are new to our Facebook and LinkedIn live conversations, um, who don't know who this fantastic person. Dr. Robin Henderson is here. She is the Chief Executive of Behavioral Health for Providence, Oregon. But I would like for you to tell us a little bit more about yourself in your own words, Doc Rob.
0: Well, I'm a psychologist by training and I'm the Chief Executive of Behavioral Health for Providence, which basically means if it happens in mental health, I'm going to have a little bit of a hand in it. And my team and I are here to really bring uh, mental health to every access point we've got at Providence wherever it is if you show up your mind your body and your spirit should be there with you
1: oh I love all of that this whole mind body spirit connection it is something that we're talking about in nursing as a whole as a sort of a nursing global community mm-hmm. because of so many of us are are on the front lines dealing with so much Uh, Not only COVID and, you know, I'm in L.A. County right now where the World Health Organization and FEMA declared the most dangerous place on Earth in regards to COVID Um, and making that mind, body, soul, spirit connection to to keep our mental health. And I think one of those ways, Doc Rob, is to figure out right away, how do we not bring 2020 with us into now the (laughs) sixth day of 2021? Because it seems really hard to do that. How do we even start?
0: You know, a lot of it is that mental reset of uh, you know, it's technically, yes, it's just another day. It's a calendar. You get a new calendar year. Hallmark gets to sell <laughs> you a new set of, you know, whatever it is that turns over. But exactly. the reality is it also gives us a mental opportunity to have a break and go, how am I going to reset and let go of what happened last year and what's going to be different this year? So how do we honor 2021 was, you know, we've all seen the memes there are a lot of different different <laughs> memes out there everything oh, from man. you know oh yeah the dumpster fire meme is is one of my personal favorites <laughs> but out of that there were also things that we want to pull forward so how do we let go of what we don't want to bring forward and figure out what mm. we want to you know what was good what were the diamonds out of this rough mhm
1: mhm and i I've thought a lot about. I actually haven't thought a lot about this exercise in terms of like in a clear head. As I've been running through, sometimes literally the hospital corridors. Uh, today's my first day off in eight. Um, as I've been running through the hospital corridors, I've sort of been thinking about. You know, I think there were some good things that happened in 2020. Like, I need to write these down. Uh, mm-hmm. What What is that? What are some really tactical sort of ways that we can just like right now, just in this first week of 2021? Bring the diamonds with us and leave the dumpster fire behind.
0: I look at the things that, you know, what are the skills, first of all? And if we break it down into two items, like what are the skills that I get to bring forward? Because those are really tangible. Those are easy. Those mm. are attainable. Um, mm-hmm. And what are the emotional learnings that I've brought forward? That's a little bit deeper. But starting with the skills, I was reflecting uh, with the team before, before we started today that, gosh, you know, a year ago, could I have connected myself to a live stream, had the appropriate lighting, figured all this stuff out, and done something like this without a tech person? Probably not. Oh, right. So these are skills that I've learned in the last year that that I get to pull forward. That the kindly, really, I might even be better than my kids at. Uh, I hey. learned, right? Um, <laughs> who knew that we could hold a convention and invite you know a thousand people. And everybody gets to do it in their pajamas. Who knew that you could do that, right? Um, Who knew that we could have access to experts that we've never been able to have access to before just right now on LinkedIn and Facebook Live and be able to have real conversations. We didn't think those things were possible a year ago. Mm -hmm. And those things are things we've taken forward. And that's just the tip of that iceberg.
1: Mm -hmm. I love that. I'm wearing my favorite house shoes right now, just if we're, if we're all being super, I feel like, because I feel, and I say this to be sort of vulnerable and be very real. Right. But I think that's one of the things that came forward, at least for me that I I want to try to bring forward from 2020 is this. We're in a different world. We are all so real and so raw and so vulnerable. And I think that's a good thing. We're seeing each other. Maybe not politically today, but we're seeing each other as people. If when your kids screaming in the back back round or the bed's not made on your Zoom or whatever, we're not judging <laughs> folks for that anymore. We're literally like if you could see the mess that is around me right now, this background looks great. But I tell you, every single Christmas decoration <laughs> is on the table right in front of me. Um so I, I'm sort of bringing this vulnerability, this realness together, you know, that we that we all had from uh from 2020, pulling it into 2021.
0: That's really true. That emotion of vulnerability is something that that a year ago, I don't think any of us thought that we could pull those walls down. Uh, the expectation was you show up for the meeting, you're there five minutes in advance, you've got your papers together, and you show up in person or you're not committed. Mm. And the idea of being mm-hmm. able to do business over Teams, over Zoom, uh, that has changed things for a lot of people in our workforce.
1: Sure.
0: times. Uh, People who have children, people who have all kinds of commitments, you know, it's not that I'm not committed to my job. It's that I've got a lot of commitments in my world and we've kind of equalized the playing field because now we're all showing up, you know, on the link. We're all showing up on the Zoom camera and we spend the first five minutes of our meetings going through the etiquette of please remember to mute your microphone. Oh, I can't see your camera um now talk in the chat over here you you know the etiquette uh-huh. we all go through it's uh-huh. very yeah. different than that dynamic of you have to be there in person spit polish on the shoes and god forbid you wear the same thing two days in a row uh, or even within the right. same week right? right
1: and you're not you don't care if you if you don't yes. if you didn't if your shoes weren't spit polish sign shined you didn't care as much as your colleague and And, you know, I think that you kind of touch on something that I think is really interesting, uh, Doc Robin, about the the inter office dynamics that Mm -hmm. I think many benefited a lot of people. I am an outgoing, gregarious person. I'm Chatty Cathy. And that that's a great environment for me. So this has been really tough. But I think about other individuals in the workplace who maybe are just as skilled, just as intelligent, just as wanting to elevate themselves within the company, but they're not a chatty Cathy. They're not, they're not exactly. necessarily a people person, if you will, but they're excelling right now. They, they are like, I can be at home, I can be on Zoom, I can have appropriate conversations, but I can also get enough me time to get my work done. Um, and that can be a really great gift that we bring from 2020.
0: It's an amazing gift from 2020. We're seeing all kinds of different different skill sets really come to the fore right now. Uh, we have a command center call that happens a few times a week. And there are a couple of rock stars who are data people who come mm. out and they can make data about COVID rates and vaccination rates. I mean, I can hear their voices in my head as they show these data charts and statistics and you follow the trend line and the analysis. And that's, that's my new newscast, right? Mm. Those are the, the people who give the hospital capacity reports every morning. I listened to those people. And a year ago, yeah. those were not reports we listened to. Those were reports that just kind of, oh, that's all in the noise because we wanted to listen to the flash in the pan. And the flash uh-huh. in the pan isn't important. C- can I uh, confess something to you, Dr. James?
1: Of, uh of course, it's just you and me and several hundred of our best friends. so yeah.
0: I have not worn high heels <laughs> since the <laughs> pandemic hit.
1: And you should be applauded for such. <laughs> Good for you. That, <laughs> now I, I will also confess with you not to one- up you, but I do. I like shoes, and I was gifted for my doctorate this year, a set of high heels that could fit my feet. Now, I'm not in the habit of wearing high heels because I put them on. And I was also like, I understand why people don't want to wear these. So I am very grateful that you have not had to wear them all year. That's awesome.
0: (laughs) But it's those types of things. I mean, the judgment of what happens, right? When I walk into a room, when I walk into a meeting, I'm expected to dress in that professional way with the heels, with the hose, et cetera, et cetera, all before I even open my mouth. Mm -hmm, And the gift of mm -hmm. 2020 for me is that people can now hear my voice. And it doesn't matter what I'm wearing. It doesn't even really matter, you know, it doesn't even, we all even excuse our hair being a little too long. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Although I did see a poem that talked about we've come to really appreciate haircuts and eyebrow waxing. (laughs)
1: because no one's gotten any of them, right? Or or like pedicures, I think in a lot of places in the country, at least. I mean, I know it's a little different for me. I'm in L.A. County, but no one's getting manicures or pedicures right now at all. Oh, man, the things we miss. So really quick before, because I'm going to take a kind of an abrupt turn into this. It's going to get a little bit deeper. But before we go there, I I just wondered if you had any sort of, and even if they're kind of fun and easy, but kind of rituals, that that you might share with everyone watching that are just kind of like letting go rituals. I think of, I, I like to joke that my mom is a witch. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's really not. She just was white saging things in Nebraska in the 80s, which <laughs> is not something that people in Nebraska were doing in the 80s. Now everyone's white saging. So I still sage things or whatever as kind of a ritual for myself. But are there other rituals that people can do to sort of say, okay, whew, letting go of 2020 bringing the diamonds, leaving the dumpster fire behind.
0: Yep. I'm a big believer in in the tangible nature of, of you write the things down that you want to let go of and find a way that works for you. Whether you take them out in your back fire, you know, your back fire pit and you you put them in the barbecue and you light them on fire and, and you yes. say a prayer to the deity of your choice and let them go, um, or you flush them down the proverbial toilet. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, you could put them in the dumpster and light them on fire if you really wanted to.
1: (laughs) An actual dumpster fire.
0: (laughs) You know, the art of even taking, writing these things down that you want to let go on little post-it notes, crumpling them up into balls and Mm -hmm. throwing them into your favorite trash container and letting them go. that tangible nature of acknowledging this is what you want to let go and letting it go is really, really, really helpful. At the same time, it's also really helpful to write down what do you want to pull forward? And whether it's mm. post-it notes on your message board or things that you put on your Facebook post and say, this is what my gifts are from 2020. Find mm. a way to honor the gifts that you're taking with you as we move into 2021 that you want to pull forward. Mm. And even better is if you can do it with a friend.
1: Mm, of course. Oh, I love that. And I love this concept of like, I think the conversation has sort of gone there already, focusing more on the concept of what do we want to pull forward uh, Mm -hmm. versus allowing our focus to be on the things we want to leave behind, because then that changes our attitude about everything. And I will say, though, with that in mind, one of the things that we don't want to pull forward is this concept of business as usual, Um, there are a lot of things that happened in 2020, particularly in terms of racial social justice issues that we don't want to go back to, that we, we, we can't, there just is no place to go back to business as usual. And because the system, lots of systems were broken and now we've all sort of realized that. And now we're like, well, we got to work on fixing these systems that were so broken. Um, In terms of that, in terms of racial, social justice, uh, of leadership issues, of environmental issues, all of these things that we now know the system is broken, we're aware of this and we want to fix it. How can we sort of focus on getting back to a normal, but not bringing the business as usual that was broken with us?
0: This is going to take a learning curve. This is going to take conscious effort to let go of the things that allowed all of that to continue. Uh, many of these things for many people, and, and I've been through a lot of racial equity trainings this year. And one of the biggest things we talk about are people's blind spots where they mm-hmm. didn't realize, they didn't see, they they had this lens they didn't see, and now they've got to pick up a new lens. Well, until that new lens and the new way you see the world becomes not not even more than a habit, just something that you do, like breathing, mm-hmm. you got to remind yourself. When I look at a situation, what are the lenses I need to consider? Where's my equity lens, my diversity lens, my inclusion lens? How am I thinking about things differently in 2021? For instance, when I'm hiring someone, what are Mm -hmm. the things that I'm looking for now first line before I'm looking for second line? Uh, How Mm. am I going to look differently at people instead of always looking at the lens that got me where I am? Because you know what? What Got you where you are isn't what's going to necessarily get you where we all want to be. So figuring out Mm. what those lenses are and being conscious about, you know, whatever way it is you want to write it down. And I'm a big fan of post-it notes and whiteboards as Uh. that gentle reminder until this becomes ingrained in what you do. Mm. I'm also a big believer in the accountability partner system. You know, my team and I, we talk a lot about diversity, equity, inclusion, in everything it is that we're gonna do. So when we start a meeting, when we're starting a project and everywhere at checkpoints throughout that, we're bringing that back to the conscious forefront. Having that conversation saying, okay, well, how's this gonna work for our Latinx caregivers? How's this gonna work for our black caregivers? How's this gonna work with our LGBTQ caregivers? And what are we forgetting and leaving out? And Mm -hmm. so on and so on and so on. And until that becomes, I don't have to say those prompts, and no one has to right. say them to me. They just happen. That's the new normal.
1: Mm, mm, I love that. And I, while I wish for that so drastically, I think what what a lot of people what we have to be careful of is wishing for that to happen too fast. Right. I think uh, there's a, there's a lot of sentiment, particularly right now, because politics and COVID are leading the way of everything right now. And I think so many people are thinking. Oh, well, okay. Black Lives Matter happened last summer and we're good. And I I learned, I read How Not to Be a Racist. So I'm good. I'm good now. And we're done. And what happens is then we bring this business as usual with us. And so I love that you said lenses. I think that's a great way to think about that. We're used to taking the lens that we have in identifying why a candidate might be really great for a position that we have well, you're, all, you're only looking at why that candidate might be great through this particular lens. And what we're saying is we've shattered all the lenses now. We got to create new lenses that are much more inclusive. Um, and and so I think it's important, you know, like you said, maybe folks can do that who are watching. Just write that down right now. I'm going to take my old lens on a sticky note and I'm going to crumple it up. And I'm going to throw it. Don't burn anything at work or at your house inside. Go outside if you're going to burn stuff. <laughs> um, but then throw that away and write a new one. Right? Write a new yep. sticky note that says, we're gonna use a, a new lens with this, which I, I think is is really great. One of the other lenses too, and I'm gonna keep us moving forward so we don't, Rob, we always go over, right? Because right. <laughs> you and I get to chat. Um, uh, behavioral health, uh, mm-hmm. your your world, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think there are some pretty fantastic things that came out of 2020 in terms of behavioral health for all of us, just even outside of healthcare, um, both tangible and intangible. What are some of those great behavioral health items that we're gonna make a part of our new lens as we move forward into 2021?
0: One of the things that came out of 2020 that I'm gonna pull forward in all the conversations I have is self-care. And when mm. you're looking at self-care, you're looking at that total mind-body-spirit that we started with today. That idea that that for me to show up and be present means that my mind, body, and spirit I have to take care of that. I have a responsibility for that. My employees are watching. More important than that, my kids are watching, my family's watching, Mm -hmm. you're all watching. If I'm not taking care of me and doing the things I need to take care of me, how can I possibly be present and able to take care of anybody else? So the concept Mm -hmm. of self-care becomes that kernel of mental health we need to pull forward. Mm -hmm. And I Mm -hmm. I think that's one of our bases. The other thing that I've seen that has been such a present conversation is now, you know, I always talk about how uh healthcare mental health care needs to be present at all places, at all access points. There's no wrong door for care, right? Sure. Well, 2020's allowed us really to say no this is essential. This is actually now essential. When you're showing up and when when I saw another healthcare system do this in a commercial where they were doing a, a showing a video visit And there's Uh the kid screaming in the background, and the and a handsome doctor sings in such a beautiful voice to calm the child, and then says, "No, really, tell me how you are." Mm -hmm. The fact that that's now a commercial, right, says that that is now the expected mainstream. How are you? And then let me sit back and listen.
1: Yeah, how are you? How are you really? Not hey, how are ya? But how how are you really? And I think that this vulnerability that we talked about earlier, this rawness, this realness, I think is pulling a lot of people forward. I, I can't tell you the number of individuals who have reached out to me in the last few days, uh, checking in, but with a different sort of energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because I, I, I think again, I am working on the front lines in LA County yes. right now, and it is as bad as you have heard and worse. So uh, people are really reaching it because. They know that it's not a stigmatized anymore. That's my friend, James, who, yeah, he's probably tired, but he's also probably mentally exhausted. He might be carrying a lot of different things. He's seeing a lot of death. Like, what? how is your mental health? How is your brain? My mother, even. I think this is a great example. Um, we had some kind of shared trauma when I was younger, when I was 16, and she went to counseling for it and I did not. And it was around a flood, it was around a natural disaster. And so fast forward to Katrina and Hurricane Katrina and seeing all of the floods, I was a blubbering mess for two days. I called into work, I couldn't wow. leave my apartment, I didn't eat and I, could, I couldn't figure out why is seeing this flood like making me so bad? Well, it was this trauma that I would never really processed through. So my mom, God bless her, you know, 78 years old, sitting at home retired, called me up <laughs> this week and said, you get your butt to counseling the mm-hmm. second you're able. The second this surge is done, you get your butt yep. to counseling because we can't have what happened before happen again. And I, I think that's part of it. I think my mom felt it feels empowered by seeing these commercials, by yep. other people being real and raw and open about their mental health to, to say to her son, yeah, you better go yeah. get counseling, bub.
0: Yeah, and it is. it's something that we're talking about. Influencers are talking about it. CEOs are talking about it. Insurers are talking about it. Healthcare providers are talking about it. I will bet you in the last eight days that you probably, when you've sat down with a patient, I will bet you more often than not, you've asked them how they really are Mm -hmm. in a different Mm way. Mm -hmm. And we're also asking our colleagues. We're caring for each other in a way that we didn't know. A year ago, it was the esprit de corps. We're all gonna get through this together. We're gonna use dark humor and, and all the gallows humor that we do in an ER to get through today and to get through and soldier up and, and, and do that, you know, right. that almost that machismo type of thing that uh-huh. was there a year ago. The vibe has changed. Mm. Mm. The vibe is changing. And that's a healthier healthcare world. That's also gonna be a healthier legislature a healthier political conversation, a healthier family conversation. One of the gifts Mm. of 2020 came at the end of the year and it's called hope. Mm. And hope came in a little needle.
1: Oh man, (laughs)
0: didn't it? It did. And we pull that forward to 2021 where what does hope give us? Hope gives us inspiration and energy and power. And gives us that opportunity to go, you know what? I can do this, I can move this forward. Hope mm. and inspiration are the things that are going to keep us from that depth of despair. And mm. it comes right now on that little needle.
1: Now, how do we speaking of that needle? The headline right behind the needle right now is the rollout isn't going great. Yep. And it it feels like another 2020-ism, right? It feels like, well, of course there's a vaccine that the rollout isn't going great. Like, oh, how 2020 of you vaccine? How do we how do we not bring that with us? How do we focus on the hope? Even when the headline's bad, how do we focus on the hope of vaccine? How do we focus on the hope of, of new treatments that might be available? How do we focus on the hope of people who have new jobs and new families and all of those things around? How, how do we really try to focus on that hope and not on the negativity?
0: that takes a conscious reframe effort you know i'm gonna go back to a good old cognitive behavioral technique of reframing let's have a little bit of grace with each other what have the last two weeks been well we've rolled into christmas and all the expectations around christmas where we all especially in healthcare wanted to figure out a way to normalize our life even for a moment and have a christmas Mm. and it led into New Year's and all the things that happen with the expectations of New Year's and all the holidays, you know, let's be honest, you know, shipping backups, postal service doesn't work, all these other types of things that happen. We tried to roll out a major vaccine across a two-week holiday period where we're already south in the middle of a surge. Yeah. Did we expect this to go well? Really?
1: <laughs> right. Well, exactly. Really, I mean, I don't know like what we- you mean. It's not like nothing else was going on, Dr. Robin. Like, what
0: the heck? (laughs) I mean, I I saw something about today. I saw a meme that that literally said, you know, why don't we just have Amazon deliver all the vaccines? Well, let's be honest. It's not that simple. You have the ability and the training to be able to deliver a vaccine into my arm. You're a Mm -hmm. doctor. I'm a doctor. Mm -hmm. That's not part of my training. That's not something I can do. Uh, I can deliver hope. I can't stick a needle in your arm. That's not what I'm trained to do. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Let's have grace with some logistics because you got to save lives and give vaccines at the same time. So let's have a little bit of grace with our logistics. I think we're going to see this pick up and move forward. But let's not forget that, gosh, we're doing Herculean things at a Herculean pace and we're human.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. That you said it right there. I think sometimes we forget that so much. We forget. I, I was asked in an interview earlier this week, how do I maintain the humanity of the patients that I'm taking care of? Um, and rather let not letting them be just numbers, right? Cause there's, you know, there's, you can focus on the numbers, 12,000, yeah. 10,000 10, dead in LA County and did it and 350,000 in the country and blah, 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 and this and that. But those not, each of those numbers are a human being. And yes, it actually took someone asking me that question to sort of snap me back into it and and remember like, oh, I am a hopeful person. I am a, a person who went into nursing to because of the humanity of people, because I like people. So um thank you. Thank you for saying that. We there there needs to be some grace. There, there needs to be some some, you know, realizing that we're all humans in the middle of all of this. And Are there there other things, this vaccine, um, I know, but in just a couple of minutes that we have left, are there there a couple of other things that you can maybe help us leave on a high note from this conversation that are making you hopeful for 2021?
0: I'm looking for inspiration wherever I can find it, in the little things, uh, in the little daily happenings, in the things that, you know, when I'm at the Starbucks, the kindness, I can't remember who said it, but this is the year of kindness. Mm. And where are the things that I seek kindness and can seek kindness from? And how can I be kind? And how can I take that extra step and ensure that in every interaction that I'm in, I want people to feel valued, cared for, and and to know that, that yeah. that's what's really important. All the mm. other stuff is going to get done. It's all going to happen. It's all going to get there. But right now, in this moment, in this interaction... How can I be the kindest person, even if maybe you're not, Mm. how do I shift that around? I had an interaction yesterday with a provider Mm. uh, who was obviously very frustrated and was very frustrated with me. And I thought, you know what? I can meet frustration with frustration or I can meet frustration with kindness. And when Mm. we meet frustration with kindness, guess what happens? Mm. Kindness usually wins. Yeah.
1: Um, Yeah, the frustration kind of goes away. (laughs) <laughs>
0: yeah. And, it's and it's I see amazing. a comment.
1: And, well, I, see yeah, it? I think we're going to say the same thing Dr. Robin that I think people need to know that they matter and I think you send a message d- directly and indirectly to someone who might be frustrated when you meet them with kindness. Yeah. You are are letting that person know that they matter, right? That 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 they as a human being deserve to be treated with kindness as uh, uh, all the time. And that if you are able, even in their frustration, to meet them with kindness, you're letting them know that they matter. So thank you for that comment, Vera. We really, we really appreciate
0: it. The, the last thing that I would leave folks with is that piece of grace. Remember that, that we all want 2021 to be different. And when we talked about the lenses and things like that, when we're learning how to ride a bike, we're gonna fall down, we're gonna skin our knee, we're gonna take some wrong turns and we're gonna make mistakes. We need to have grace with ourselves, have grace with each other, and use those setbacks to learn from and continue to move forward if we want to change the world.
1: Mm. I think the last thing too, Dr. Robin, with all of that, everything you said, I'm not going to take away from it. I just want to remind folks to breathe. Yes. It's so important. I was... I was the reason, by the way, that this live broadcast was 90 seconds late. And when, <laughs> because of that though, Melissa and you and everyone in the team was like, James, Doc, James, just breathe, let's take a second, breathe. It changes everything. So in order to really let it all seal in and sink in everything that you said, Dr. Robin, I think everyone can can breathe on that as well. Thank you very, very much for that. By the way, you see it scrolling here as we leave for a variety of wellness resources. We do encourage all of you uh, to visit providence.org slash wellness resources. We very much appreciate it. And thank you, Dr. Robin, for joining us. You're so amazing. You know, I always do this part for you. Why don't you tell the folks where they can find you on the social medias?
0: Well, you can find me on social media, Dr. James, at Doc Rob Henderson on Twitter. You can find me at Dr. Robin Henderson on uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, all those great places. And I just want to tell you what a pleasure it is to spend time with you and talk about what really, really matters. Mm. You are an amazing human being. What you're doing right now down in L.A., uh, giving up yourself and bringing the gifts you have to the work that you do, whether it's on a talk show like this or at the bedside in an E.R., You are one amazing human, Dr. James, and I'm glad you're my
1: friend. Mm. Oh, thank you very much, Dr. Robin. Oh,
0: (laughs) don't make me cry.
1: I'm very raw right now. (laughs) But thank you, I appreciate that so much. Thank you. Um, And as we wrap up, uh, uh, thank you. If you want to see me raw, by the way, a couple raw videos about what's really going on in hospitals. I, I post them on my Instagram and Twitter, where I'm most active at Ask the NP. And of course... You're here. So while you're here, just go click follow or like with Providence on social media at Providence on Twitter and under Providence Health System on Instagram, Facebook and LinkedIn. There you go. We thank all of you all for watching. Thank you, Dr. Robin. Thank you, everybody in the background. And for more coronavirus information, of course, visit coronavirus.providence.org. Be safe and healthy, everyone. See you next time.